Welcome back to Conspiracy What, uh, the show where we talk about conspiracies and all of the fun stuff surrounding them. I'm Cameron, and Miss Description over there is... Allie. Yeah. Today we're joined by a friend of ours. Her name is Jen. Hey. Hi, Jen. (laughs) Anyway, this is our friend Jen. She'll be joining us today. Would you like to tell us as an introduction to yourself? Uh, what your favorite conspiracy is. Yes. Um, I've actually been into conspiracy for a long time. I love mystery. I grew up in Salt Lake City. So any story you want to talk about with the Mormon church, I'm down for those conspiracies. I also grew up a part of the Masonic family. So I know a lot about the Freemasons. Same. Spent a lot of time at the Salt Lake Masonic Temple, so that's super fun. Um, and I got really into like I love the any any conspiracy or uh, surrounding true crime. Totally love so like the death of Marilyn Monroe, JFK, obviously super fun. Mm-hmm. But I I am here for it. If there's a conspiracy, I'm here for it. <laughs> cool. So everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> that's fine. I don't see anything wrong with the answer of everything. That. I mean, that's yeah. why we're all here anyway, so. That's very much the reason why we're here. Me? Okay, cool. We're talking yeah, about Crestone today. Kim's wrestling paper. Colorado. Doing another local one. We've done some before. It's about, what, four hours? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, distracting. It's like the entire San Luis Valley, so... uh you can get to like the northern tip of the San Luis Valley in about two hours, and then talking about San Luis Valley, which is sort of like the Bermuda Triangle of the West, apparently, where it's just full of like aliens and I guess sprinklings of like cryptids and that kind of thing. I don't know about any specific cryptids. Wasn't there a Sasquatch or something? Yeah, one guy yeah. had the Sasquatch story. But, you know, just your your general creepy things. I read somewhere that the valley is the size of Connecticut. And it runs... Holy shit, that's huge. From... Is Creston at the top, or is it kind of like in the middle? Okay, I'm looking <laughs> up a map of the San Luis Valley. Okay. So I know the Sangre de Cristo mountain range runs through the valley. Like, I guess it's... The valley is sort of... Between that mountain range and the San Juan? Yeah, it's like Hang a on. perfect yeah, bowl. It's really big because, I mean, it stretches from Salida all the way down to Taos. To Taos and New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like I said, supposedly about the size of Connecticut. We're mostly talking about Colorado side on this. So Crestone's like on the northeastern side of the valley so the town of crestone which i guess people just like to have a uh what like a geographical point to talk about because there's so much empty space yeah. but um 
And a lot of the weird stories come out of Crestone, I think partly because people go to that area for um, their retreats or they, you know, they hear us or they like the UF watch, UFO watchtower is near the town. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the town gets brought up so much. Yeah. And it's definitely like a, a spiritual hotspot. Um, mm-hmm. So like a little bit of history on Crestone, I guess. Um, there was this couple that moved there and started the Manitou Foundation, which is basically something that gave uh, spiritual and religious groups um, the opportunity to have like a free plot of land um, if they moved there and mm-hmm. established centers there. So like apparently there are more than two dozen ashrams. I'm going to like butcher half of these <laughs> things. Monasteries, temples, okay. retreat centers, stupas, uh, labyrinths, and there's even a ziggurat which is like a Babylonian temple. I Googled the history of that specific ziggurat. It's very interesting. Really? You guys look it up. The um, former, so the guy, this, the guy who became, I guess, the founder of Pan Am. Mm-hmm. He, oh shit, his name is Najib something. I think he's from Lebanon. He bought land down there and built the ziggurat as like um, a temple for his daughter, who is the queen of Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that somewhere actually. Oh, yeah. random. That is very in random. Colorado, I know, in the middle of like, nowhere. Yeah, I guess um, when you have a shit ton of money, you can do whatever you want. It's pretty small, actually. It's kind of like a cute little tower. I looked up pictures of it. I um, did too. It's cool. I want to go see it. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, side note, um, I think only Cameron and Jen have been to Crestone, and I have not. So. Right. right. <laughs> they have seen it, and I am going off of my research. I really want to kind of tour the whole San Luis Valley area now. I just want to, like, go. I know. And, like, all these different spots we've researched, and now and just, like, camp out and, like, see if we can witness any of these. Yeah, I was sitting at work just like googling on the breweries and crestone and like the parks and the hiking trails but um anyway let's talk about the creepy shit okay so should we what should we start with so the 37th parallel the article has a lot of information about how like there's a lot of they call it the paranormal highway so apparently mm-hmm. there's a lot of um weird shit that happens along like all across the United States on the 37th parallel. So it's like a high uh, energy for, for uh, paranormal activity slash alien activity. Yeah. I've seen things too, where like native American tribes consider the San Luis Valley, like a sacred land and also um, Blanca peak in the mountain range right there. Is mm-hmm. like a is the sacred mountain, so it's like definitely a hot spot for that too. I I saw a lot of people use the term a vortex, <laughs> like yeah. this this area is like a vortex of energy. Um, yeah, I read vortex seems to be a, a popular word um, for the yeah for people witnessing weird shit or just feeling more connected. I guess. Um, so I guess UFO sightings specifically 
have been reported in the like the whole valley since the 1600s mm -hmm. um so it's it's like that's one of the things that usually gets me with like conspiracies like this is when you take it back that far you can't really like do the whole oh it was a government experiment thing or like it was just like electronics or like technology that we haven't seen yet or it yeah. was a drone what is it supposed to be in 1650 <laughs> we didn't have airplanes right. and um i saw in like is, is was that thing considered a docu-series is that what that was or is it just like a paranormal show I mean, it's a docu-series in theory. It's just, it's like an ancient alien-style docu-series. Yeah, but in the thing that we watched, uh, there was this, there's this lady in um, Salida that had traced back UFO sightings to 1917, and there's, like, physical reports that she found in the library in the papers about, um, like, the cigar-shaped descriptions and, like, the lights in the mm -hmm. sky that are exactly the same as the ones we get now in 1917 and it's like written down so it's not even like word of mouth over the years or whatever but so it's, yeah she found one from 1897 oh, like an older one yeah so one from the newspaper and it was a cigar shaped light in the sky which is what people have been saying for like decades right um i think i brought it up before in the like maybe the men in black episode where like the whole ufo craze kind of blew up in the u.s um in the 40s it, like everybody was saying the same thing like the cigar shaped thing or like trash can shaped or whatever mm -hmm. um usually orange or lit up or whatever but i, I guess... kind of got sick of the word orb yes <laughs> listening to the or watching the documentary i watched on youtube was like how many times can people say orb yeah it's like uh <laughs> our riverdale episode again orbs 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 orbs, orbs. yeah so many orbs. Stop talking about orbs. I also get tired of hearing the cigar-shaped thing. Yeah, I, I just, I still think orbs are funny because it's one of those things where it depends on what kind of conspiracy spectrum you're on because <laughs> if you're the supernatural ghost side, then you see an orb and you think ghosts. And if you're on the alien side, then you see an orb and you think spaceship. So yeah. there's there's no winning on the orbs. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like I said, there was like the UFO craze and in the, the San Luis Valley area, um, UFO sightings like way bumped up in like the fifties and sixties and especially around the space race. So like, I mean, you could say maybe we pissed off the aliens or, <laughs> I mean, you can say, so you can say a couple of things with that. With the space race, you have, uh, you, what you have are people who are starting to become more interested in the skies above them. Whereas like the average person wasn't really as interested in the stars at that time. Like even sci-fi stories and stuff, it just started kind of delving into what that really meant with people like Lovecraft and, uh, like the John Carpenter of Mars series. So it wasn't, super popular yet until the space race and then everybody started looking up at the sky because they were wondering why you'd want to go up there in the first place so it's a possibility that they started seeing lights and things that they hadn't seen before it's just a matter of what those are well it's this <laughs> kind of interest in the area that led to the ufo watchtower by judy meslin meslin she seems like a cool lady and i want to go meet her she's a cool lady she's a nice lady yeah i definitely want to meet her hmm? cam's met her i've met her she's a nice lady uh she's exactly like she was in the documentary that or doc, documentaries yeah, we've seen her twice that i, I watch <laughs> uh 
She's never changed, it seems like. Uh, but she basically explains it as she had a cattle ranch that kind of failed out there and she didn't want to give up the land and she had heard all of this different alien stuff even though she hadn't necessarily had an encounter at that point in time. So she set up this UFO watchtower to try and draw people in and kind of give people a place to like look out for these celestial well, objects. Like the watchtower isn't a hotspot, I think, right? Like it's in a spot where a lot of people have seen. It's kind of like in the center of the Colorado part of the valley. It's uh-huh. it's where I mean because that's where Hooper is and that's it's right outside of Hooper. But yeah, I mean it's a good spot because if you're looking out in any direction, you can see for quite a like quite a while. I mean, other than the mountains, obviously, but to the north and the south, you can see a good ways, and it's it's a good spot to see different weird lights and spaceships and little green men jetpacks oh whatever God. you're looking stop for. saying little green men the amount of times no. i've heard the phrase little green men i'm gonna scream <laughs> tiny green beings no i mean like why are they always green most of the real alien sightings they're grays or like reptilians so either it's a large green lizard or a little gray man pick one small <laughs> neutral creatures <laughs> for our podcast we'll just call them small neutral creatures yeah i think a lot of the the stories that have come out of crestone in the last probably 40 years have just been like ufos not really stories about like alien encounters mostly just like seeing orbs in the sky although there are some people who claim that when they um wander around certain areas of the valley they lose track of time like they don't remember certain things they'll be like oh it was only 30 minutes but it was like four hours that they were mm-hmm. in a certain place and so there's lapses in their memory and stuff like that yeah should we talk about some specific sightings yeah well i mean i was gonna say with that one that is one that pops up but it doesn't seem like researchers touch on as much as i would like them to are the people who have had memory loss out there because that's very much a bermuda triangle thing uh is the you feel like you've lost hours or you feel like you've gained time that that's very much and with this being the bermuda triangle of the west it kind of adds to that section of the conspiracy. And also with alien abductions, it's, it's common to see people who lose hours of time because they might not know that they were abducted is the idea there, that right. you are kind of like knocked out or whatever. Yeah, this reminds me of when I was watching X-Files when I was like 13. <laughs> it's like one of the creepiest things on that show is when like they show those, it's like, you know, it's one of those shows in the beginning where like, they show the alien abduction with the random person as the intro. <laughs> and then like they do that thing where like you're driving at night and then your radio stops and then it's like 2 a.m. and then it cuts back and now it's 5 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. What happened to the time? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought those were super creepy. But yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of people talked about it, but it, you can definitely find a lot of reports of memory loss if you do some digging like we all have or fall down a rabbit hole like we all yeah. have. Um, should we talk about the horse? Yeah, we could talk yeah, about the, the horse, horse and the cattle. Yeah. I think the horse is like the quintessential, like where this became well known for the area happening. Well, the question here becomes with like the cattle mutilations um, and like the horse, Snippy. Uh, who, who wasn't was, even originally named Snippy. But then he got snipped. 
but <laughs> this kind of is the question of why are the aliens there? That's at least what I'm getting from this is why is there alien activity? A lot of times cattle mutilations and stuff like that, they kind of seem to be a reason like they're studying animals or they're getting fresh steak. I don't really know. Uh, but there it, it's, it's a possible reason because there's animals in the area just kind of freely there that they can take them. With not a lot of people around. With not a lot of people around, right. Except for like yeah. one farmer who's in his 70s. One of them was in his 70s when he had cattle disappearing. So I imagine it's a little bit easier when there's just one guy sitting in his house alone to take his cattle and mutilate them. I still don't know why, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> but let's talk about Snippy in 1967. I thought this one was really creepy. This is the one that I was like, ooh, that's spooky. <laughs> so there's this horse who was not originally named Snippy. Um, what was the original name? It's something sort of an L. Lucy, Lacey, Lippy, Laney. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so I guess this horse was found lying on her side with her head stripped to the bone, um, like perfectly. There's no skin or blood or nothing left over. And then it gets really weird because then there's all these little like bits of what happened around it. So like. The, the horse's owner finds her, and she notices that there's, like, a weird, like, I think it was acetate smell or something around the horse. Yeah. And that there was no blood in the area. Uh, the horse's footprints stopped 100 miles away from where she was. Um, there were no footprints within that 100-mile radius. There was a plot of bushes, like, a, a few miles away that um, was completely flattened in like a circle, kind of like a crop circle. And then there were also burn marks that were shaped like little round exhaust marks, like littered around the area. Aliens. Aliens. Oh, also, I missed the worst part. The brain and the organs were removed without like breaking any bones. And also the spinal fluid was taken out. Or at least missing. Yeah, but it's that's pretty common, you know. Okay. You just lose spinal fluid. Yeah, you lose your brain just too, gone. right? Yeah. It's missing. <laughs> if you got a wide enough hole in your ear, it just flops right out. Fall out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a weird one. Uh, cattle mutilations, oh, though, in general, are kind of odd. And this is just the beginning, especially for the San Luis Valley, which the cattle mutilation thing for this, it's not just on the Colorado side. This stretches all throughout the valley, all the way from like Salida or Buena Vista, even all the way down his house yeah. is there are cattle mutilations. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I found a, an article from the Denver Post. Um, the, uh, a rancher named Manuel Sanchez reports finding his calves with their innards gone, tongues sliced out, facial skin sliced off, and no tracks or footprints near the carcasses and no blood on the ground. So it's kind of similar to the horse. Mm -hmm. And um, both the ranchers in the article, they kind of go, you know, give more information, just like it's the oddest thing. And most of the time it's a calf. Mm -hmm. It's like young animals. Chosen. Yeah. And then another rancher, Tom Miller, same, you know, found a slaughtered calf, but front legs and torso were gone. And then the ears were sliced off in a, in Circular surgical type cuts. They're just more of that kind of extra odd weirdness of why the precision of how it was done. Maybe the aliens are building in their own cow. 
they're just taking <laughs> parts of like four other cows and they're just going to take them all to together. wear the skin of the cows. <laughs> it's I mean, a disguise. Just, just for fun. My favorite thing about this whole thing was like, we watched this, you know, we watched this documentary series or whatever. And, uh, they have this skeptic come on. That's like literally what he is, is a skeptic. Oh yeah. And was, it the, he, was it the guy that wrote for skeptic magazine or the other guy that was less credible? It was the other, it was the other guy that was less credible. Okay. The guy for skeptic magazine was fine. Uh, but the other guy wasn't very credible and he was like, it was probably animals or whatever. He said it could be animals or humans, but then they showed uh, that the rancher said that his veterinarian came out on one of these mutilations. And I think this is one of the ones in Taos. And his veterinarian said that it was an animal. But uh, An animal perfectly sliced the skin off of the face. I don't think a coyote can use a knife. I've never seen one use a knife. I don't know. Have you seen a coyote in Vegas? I've never seen one use a knife. <laughs> so I these like cuts just, I mean, like it's... It's hard to really get across like how insanely brutalized these animals are. Uh, I'm sure we could find some morbid pictures to put up, but mm-hmm. they, they're very they're very nicely sliced. <laughs> like sushi way. chef <laughs> slicing into them with a laser. Perfect. Yeah, lasers. That also goes into like the government side of the conspiracy too. Because yeah, because there is a government side of the conspiracy, which is that. Uh, it goes for both the UFOs and the cattle mutilations, which is that there's a government base in one of the mountains right there, in like the mountain Mount range. Blanca. Mount Blanca. Yeah. Uh, and oh, the, the not the real one, but the supposed one. The supposed government base. Okay. Yeah. Right. So some people also say it might be an alien government base, or it could be an alien government base. <laughs> So this government base or alien government base or government alien base, whatever you want to go with, uh, secret secret government alien secret base, this base is is using new futuristic techniques to basically mutilate the cows. Oh. Yeah. Why? Uh, Well, because they got to see how well their lasers work. And Mm -hmm. the only way to do that is on a fresh cow. Cool. Or on a fresh horse, but then everybody loved the horse so much they probably just never did that again. So people aren't as worried about the cows. They don't give them names. Snippy got a name. So Snippy, have you, Jen, have you seen um, Parks and Rec? Yes. Remember when the horse dies? <laughs> Little Sebastian. That's what his Aww. name was. Oh, it just reminds me of that because it's like Snippy is Crestone's little Sebastian, but it, it was brutally murdered by some aliens. Oh, thank God little Sebastian was not mutilated <laughs> like Snippy. That would have been a whole new direction on the show. Also, spoiler alert, uh, little Sebastian dies. Yeah. Yeah, don't <laughs> <Yes>. get attached. <laughs> he got parks and wrecked. Uh, so with these government bases, though, I mean, that goes into the... The, into the alien spaceships because if you're secretly experimenting in the mountains then you're going to be secretly experimenting with new types of flight or you know you're shaking hands with aliens and using their stuff for a little while and you're flying over a valley so is this like colorado's area 51 then it is yeah okay. it's yeah. very much considered like the area 51 that was how it was first described to me when i was like 12 as someone said it was exactly like area 51 but for Colorado. area 51 and like um death valley yeah so there's a whole bunch of like your type a sightings um i think actually the rest of these are ones you found jen yeah these were all from that really really well done documentary yeah it looked really well done the, yeah, <laughs> it was, the documentary. we watched some of it 
Um, I don't know how far we got. Solid like 30 minutes of it. My favorite yeah. things are like when they're talking to them in the restaurant and <laughs> you can hear everything around them. I know. Or like, like in the car, turn your radio down. I don't need to know what or radio off. station you're yeah. yeah. So these were all people from Crestone, right, Jen? Yes. The, the examples I put in here, they were residents, people who, who lived in Crestone and did lots of drugs. Or, lots I mean, that's, that's rude of me to say. I don't know for sure. But let's just say for fun, they at least smoke pot. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so, um, the Donald Gifford guy, um, he didn't bother me near as much as the old, the old dude, but Donald Gifford was like, you know, he say a similar experience to what most people say when they see a UFO. There was a bright light and a loud noise, but this guy claims there were orbs like touching his face. So they came closer to him. Oh, that's and a little then, closer. And then he saw, I liked how he described these two females as tall as the ceiling with short blonde hair and dressed like warriors. And they just looked at him for like a minute and then walked out the front door. I like that they but, that they fly in, but they walk out. That's yeah. <laughs> they come in as orbs. And they're like, all right, bye. <laughs> So that one was uh, was Eccentric. interesting. <laughs> then the uh, the Joe Campo guy, who was just like this guy who's lived out there probably forever, his whole life somewhere within the valley, and he's just done so many drugs. I mean, what else is there to do out there? Really, watch planes. Apparently, but this guy is the one. Joe is the guy who had a Sasquatch experience fighting. Yes. <laughs> so he, you know, he's a large black creature. Standing on two feet, but crouching over. So not like fully erect on two feet. So I guess, is that like the only thing where it's really like a, a Sasquatch cryptid kind of thing? Or Yeah, I don't, I didn't find any other stories really where people were talking about Sasquatch sightings. A okay, woman oh, had ahead. one, I think. Hmm. Oh. oh, yeah. So a long time ago, uh, he told me about like some kind of giant alligator or something. Yeah, so there's a fun story out from Jen. I don't know if you've seen Lathrop State Park. Uh, it's over. Yeah. It's just like an hour out from the sand dunes out there. Uh, it's okay. one of my favorite state parks, though. But there's a story from kind of near that area, like sand dune. Lake it's totally dumb area uh this guy it's totally true come on uh this guy one day he was walking along the banks of the lake and a giant alligator jumped out at him right giant giant like, like we're tall. talking huge now to be fair to be fair there's a gator farm over there so sure. we always say on the show there's always an inkling of truth i i actually legitimately believe there could be a possibility that maybe <laughs> an alligator got out and it happened to wander into a lake and then they came by and they wrangled it later. But yeah. that, so that's a possibility. But then double whammy here. The next day he sees Sasquatch just standing in the middle of the trail, just chilling. Just as Sasquatch does. Like walks up and he's like, Hey, very credible. Yeah. The, yeah. So, the, so this isn't the only sort, like, of. sort of only Sasquatch encounter. Uh, I will say though, I mean, there is the theory that the Sasquatch slash Bigfoot slash Yeti slash skunk ape slash whatever uh big primate guy is an interdimensional being that travels through the different right, planes. This isn't the time to make shit up. So I'm just saying that there's a possibility <laughs> that that's for the end. In his spine for the reptilian pope overlord. <laughs> 
Bigfoot happened to stop by Cresta. Are we going to bring out the reptilian Pope every episode now? The reptilian Pope is real. I'm reptilian pushing it. Pope. I'm pushing it so someone finds out. <laughs> well, there. It's interesting too that you bring that up because there there was a woman sitting with Joe in the documentary, and she said she described the creature as having spikes on its back. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So it's like yeah. So there was a video yeah, I mean, though, right? Wasn't there? Wasn't that the one that had a video? Had a, they had a photo. Okay. Um, they had a photo of a of the tree and the creature, and it was you know blurry and all that fun stuff. So. Yeah, it was. I rem- I remember like looking at it, thinking I can't tell if that's a raccoon, Lizard, an owl, Sasquatch. a small Bigfoot, <laughs> lizard, Sasquatch. A small foot. That's a small foot. <laughs> I like to think of a small Bigfoot though. I like to think the feet, like they're born with them, and then they grow into them later. Like they're yeah. these tiny little creatures. And with giant feet. But yeah, uh, the picture was really weird. I will say about the documentary, my favorite thing is she said, we absolutely in this documentary are not showing any photoshopped or altered pictures and video. And like the first picture she shows is just something on a phone of like light streaking in the sky. And she's like, as you can see, it's clearly not photoshopped. Just just showing us the picture (laughs) on the screen. Like she didn't even pull it up in the documentary. She's just holding the phone in front of the camera. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. Clearly it's documentary makers too. Yeah. That was that was helpful on her part. I appreciate that one. So there's disappearances too, I see. Yes. So this Um, is what first piqued my interest in Crestone in the town of Crestone and the surrounding areas. Um, so I was listening to a podcast called Up and Vanished. Um, so this woman, Crystal Reisinger, she lived in, she was on a, you know, she was down, she lived in Denver, but went down to Crestone on a spiritual retreat, tried to, you know, she was struggling with drugs and alcohol. So she went down there to try to escape it, which probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah, this is only a good idea. Um, or like to find herself, you know, she was, it was, that's how her, yeah, her boyfriend (laughs) on the podcast described her as kind of like, yeah, she was trying to find herself and she was looking for a spiritual retreat and she disappeared from Crestone, um, without a trace. So the podcast up and vanished is stories about people who disappear without a trace. So, of course, there's the mystery there. And then, of course, with Crestone being the backdrop, there's all kinds of questions of what well, could have happened. Where are you supposed to go? <laughs> one thing people be... did say, yeah, I mean, one, people said, one thing people did say is that it's easy for people to get um, to wander into the valley, into, the, into nature and get lost easily, especially if they're hi yes. um you know yeah i could see you know being in that area and being there pretty often uh i could see like especially in the sand dune type of area i don't really know how the mountains are next to crestone specifically but i imagine they're similar to just down the way by the sand dunes where mm-hmm. i mean if you walk just even 15 minutes you could be completely out of sight from everybody in that park it's really easy to just get yeah. I mean, it's like any mountain range it's really really easy to get lost in there Mm-hmm. Plus, down there, the, the dark skies country, you know, where it's, um, they they keep, it's in the middle of nowhere, so it's dark anyway, but then the right. towns, the towns that are around there, they keep their lights off at night to make it even, you know, to keep with the whole, um, keep the energy of the dark skies. 
Yeah. And I, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, the, the, that whole, like the sand dunes is a certified dark sky park. Yeah. Um, and like you said, so like the whole surrounding area, you can see like literally everything at night, which yeah. is probably why it's such a good hotspot for seeing those. With this specific woman, Crystal, she, they claim she had been at a drum circle at night. So it was kind of like this meetup at night. It's possible she wandered off, got lost in the dark. It's possible, you know, so there's a lot of, it's, it's just that mysterious question of what happened and aliens. Aliens. Could be aliens. She was abducted. (laughs) It could be it could be an abduction. It could also be a mountain lion. Uh, there are plenty of them in that area. Like I'm Jeez, not dude. kidding. You guys joke, but I, I'm being serious. Like it could be some things like that. That's also happened where people disappeared. And eventually, they find them because an animal took them or whatever. Um, or aliens took. Them. Okay, or aliens. Now, I would like to bring up. We're talking about disappearances in the valley. Uh, I'm going to bring up a little bit of a, of a more lighthearted one. Bring us up a little bit here, if I can. How do you make that more lighthearted? Uh, well, it's not just people that disappear in oh. the San Luis Valley. Uh, the gator farm also had an ostrich disappear. Oh, the ostrich. <laughs> it's been missing for uh, years. Uh, it disappeared, and in the Vice documentary I watched, the guy who runs the gator farm said at that point it had been missing for four years, and he's like, where does an ostrich go? So... <laughs> Like, peace out, dudes. I'm out of here. So if you're ever in the valley, you see a giant bird. You have found the ostrich that has been named Snippy in memory of the horse. Because in memory the of horse. the horse that was renamed for being snipped? Yeah. Uh, they named the ostrich Snippy. Uh, so That's terrible. The point is, though, is that if aliens are abducting, they have multiple things they're looking for. They're looking for people. Drunk girls in the desert, ostriches. And ostriches. Gators. And Sasquatch. Gators, Sasquatch. You're just repeating the things that I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a hold on everything they're, they're looking for. Uh, but yeah, I, there, there's also the one guy's, uh, what are they, the planet? The, oh, the planet police? The planet police. These two guys who roam around. Uh, one of them is actually a cop from Denver, was at the time of the documentary, which was years and years ago. Yeah, um, they, they walk around in the desert looking for aliens and call them call themselves they're the self proclaimed planet police. Planet police. And they have Are you sure you weren't watching an episode of Saturday Night Live? I'm no. not positive. <laughs> not positive. I mean with something like Planet Police. <laughs> they also carried around a plastic ray gun. <laughs> and they didn't say why. They were like they showed all their camera equipment. Yeah, they're like we have cameras and flashlights and you know, night vision goggles and a ray gun. Oh, <laughs> I mean, cool. But they have multiple photos and they claim that they, they have been told multiple stories of people disappearing. They didn't say who these people were or when they disappeared or anything like that. But apparently multiple people have disappeared from this valley, which I mean, you're not going to hear about every person that disappears, I guess. But yeah. it, I mean, I know that at least from watching crime documentaries and listening to the podcast and stuff like that. And Jen, I know you do too. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's a scary, the world's a scary place. You can disappear from any area. And the San Luis Valley is not a surprising place to disappear from. Because there's aliens. Because of the aliens and the government experiments that are turning people into aliens so that they can work Stop making for shit the reptilian. Up. The oh, oh. Uh, 
But no, you can easily disappear in this area. Um, I've been staring at this note, Jen, that you wrote that says ghost vans. <laughs> and I haven't so, said anything because I want you to explain it to me right now. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so first of all, if you Google ghost vans, you're going to get a bunch of links for shoes. Yes. Okay. So, the, in the documentary Gallery of the Strange, Ara McDonald is a resident of Crestone. She's being interviewed, and she, of course, is describing the orbs and the lights in the sky. But then she is describing these experiences she has had at home, where she would see these vans with giant spotlights, and for some reason, she felt like they were targeting her. And that they would shine them into her home. Hmm. But she said, like the light would, wouldn't would go directly into her house. It would kind of be like around her house. And she okay. she claimed she had visions and stuff whenever the, the spotlights were around her. Yeah, that's some X-Files shit. And so, and then apparently, so people around town were telling her like, yeah, those are called ghost fans. They're, they're there, but not there. And I was like, oh shit, what's this? And then I Googled ghost fans and found a bunch of shoes. <laughs> yeah, I just tried to look up ghost fans as well. I also typed in paranormal vans. My search history is a mess. Uh, and then I went to paranormal vans haunted in Google image search. Still didn't pull up much. Uh, Did you find up, anything about It pulled up one Chinese levitating van. Oh. <laughs> uh, which was not helpful. Relevant. Uh, that's not helpful. But what this does remind me of, talking about ghost automobiles, if we go back to Waverly Hills... Oh, yeah, I talked about that ghost hearse. Yeah, there was a ghost hearse. But I don't feel like that's the same thing. Like, this feels, like, more predatory. I feel like they can drive whatever they want. No, like, this this van thing. Like, that's... I don't know, that's kind of creepy, right? Like, No, yeah. it is creepy. It I mean, is you weird. wake up and, like, is there multiple vans or was it just one? I think she described it happening more than once. But, oh, like, there's, like... One? Yeah, there's, like, not more than one hanging out around her, so... It's, I, I feel don't, like that's creepier, just one... What it, what it makes me think of is uh, it was back in the Men in Black episode. We talked about Richard Doty, the conspiracy of the, I can't remember the other guy's name, the guy who was told that aliens are real and they're actually watching him. And it was in a similar area where there's like mountains and a government facility. Uh, but anyway, oh, there's this story from from this guy in the episode where he talks about how there were vans following him and he was like freaking out and people were like, there's no vans following you. And then eventually uh, we find out later that the NSA had actually been following him around and other branches of the government didn't even know. And it, it reminds me of that. It just makes me think of the, of the men in black, like following mm-hmm. people around when they've seen paranormal things. The van thing sounds like it's stemming from the government kind of thing, you know, like the CSI. Yeah is watching you, or CIA, not CSI. A crime scene <laughs> investigation does not give a fuck about you. Unless they're making Unless a crime dead. scene themselves. Yeah. That's... Well, so <laughs> in this documentary, too, um, the, the documentarian, if we call her that, asked, asked you want Ara, she said, what do you do for a living? She goes, I'm an intuitive. Oh. So that's a job. That's Cool. I Can I get paid to do that? Yeah. I'm you can move to a small town and be paid to be an intuitive. Sweet. I intuit that we're posting this on Wednesday. <laughs> I want to say something real quick. So we'll speaking of intuitors, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> let's go back like to that. a little place we haven't talked about for a little while now, uh, the UFO Watchtower, mm-hmm. because yeah. that place has had somewhere between 40 and 50 psychics that I saw Visit that have visited it. And one of the explanations, so one of my favorite things in conspiracies is the combination of paranormal with alien, which is why I love Skinwalker Ranch, which eventually we'll talk about on the show at some point. We've been to talk about that since we started this. It's one of the reasons why I love Skinwalker Ranch because it delves into both indigenous like mythology and beliefs and also into aliens. So it's like that supernatural with that alien type of thing. It's been and, called paranormal Disneyland. And, and that's why I want to talk about it. <laughs> and with my love for Twin Peaks, which also kind of follows a similar route, mm-hmm. there is the UFO watchtower where the psychic, she has said that, uh, Judy, right? Judy? Yeah, uh, she has said that all of the psychics have said that there is a vortex on either side of the watchtower. Now, what's interesting so this about woman that... this has conveniently built a watchtower in between two vortexes, or did they appear after? So when she had psychics come in, the psychic said that there are vortexes there. So she conveniently built it, and there happened to be vortexes kind of near there. Now, what this supposedly goes into are gatekeepers, and there are supposed to be really tall beings who stand there, which is why I said Twin Peaks. Really tall beings oh, who stand yeah. there and guard these gates but they're not aggressive they're there to defend if they need to in case anyone actually invades that space yeah but they are also there to kind of defend us is what the psychic said as well and when you combine that with all of the weird disappearances and alien happenings you're right this does now i'm just thinking this entire thing is twin peaks (laughs) (laughs) jen have you seen twin peaks no, I haven't, but oh, my God. definitely on my it. list. Now you it's, really need to watch it's it. It's so good. Okay. Okay. Uh, but this is very reminiscent. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons why. For reasons I for reasons that about me loving the show, I won't spoil them for the show. Especially for Jen. But talking <laughs> about this type of conspiracy, this is one of my favorite things. The supernatural with the alien, just because I think it's really cool when they play off of each other. Now I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to go there. <laughs> but I think I think it's really fun that they wander kind of, into a vortex. That there's this idea that there are this other dimensional beings that are both protecting us and defending their area from us is one of the ideas. I thought it was important to bring They're up. just like the sentinels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they basically are. Yeah. Uh, I find that really creepy. I think it's too, it's, it's, I don't know, it's helpful in a way to, because people associate paranormal with, with horror or scary and deathly. And yeah. It doesn't, it, it, it isn't always that, you know, it, it, it can definitely be a protector or, you know, like the Native Americans definitely believed in, in spiritual guides and in the the energy in the landscape. I think that's where a lot of these stories sort of come from yeah. as they're passed down through the generations. Yeah, I've seen a couple of things where like native um, shamans have talked about like the idea of star people or something similar has been in like okay. pretty much every native, um, what's the word? It's not religion. Belief. Belief. Yeah. yeah. Just every native belief. So, like, they believe that they are able to, to um, interact with star people. Yeah. And so it kind of, like, implies, like, maybe it's aliens, maybe it's, like, astral projections or paranormal. Who knows? Yeah. Well, this kind of also goes along with uh, your the hollow earth theory that you guys did. Was it a mm-hmm. three-part? 
Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That was a three part. <laughs> that was a fun. And we didn't even do it all. But like the the how the the Native Americans believed there were like ancient portals underground. Yeah. Yep. From you know with their ancestors emerged. So it's yeah. I mean, I know we could deep dive into that for a long time and discuss it to death. But <laughs> yeah, I could talk about Native beliefs for hours oh yeah one of my favorite i just think they're so interesting they're incredible (laughs) they're amazing it's one of the reasons why i love the southwest yeah so that's so that's i mean i don't know if we have much more to say uh in terms of some of the stuff going on in crestone uh but i will say that that's one thing that i find really interesting that if anything combining those almost seems to make more sense from this supernatural otherworldly idea Mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. Uh, oh, I guess there is one more point that I was going to bring up, unless you guys have something else briefly. Nope. Uh, so there's one thing that's not brought up a lot in this area. And I think it's fascinating that it's not brought up, wow. which is the, or not just the, but El Chupacabra, also known as the Chupacabra. But Isn't that far north? So the Chupacabra, okay, has no borders. Okay, he goes wherever he wants. But have there been, that's what I'm asking. Have there been sightings that far north? There have been sightings in New Mexico, and there have been sightings in northern New Mexico, which okay. is why I'm wondering why none of the researchers that I came across, not a single one, mentioned the chupacabra, which is odd because of the cattle mutilations, and it's exactly oh, yeah, the true. MO of the chupacabra. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So that's one thing that's also kind of interesting here is you have. It just it brings up the point about San Luis Valley where it's one of those things where there's so many mysteries, you can attach a lot of conspiracies to it, a lot of cryptids to it, a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. and you can't really get a solid answer on what it could be, which I think is fun about the valley when you really delve into it. I mean, there's even more to delve into with this thing. It's just oh, yeah. so much. There's so much to delve into. Um, but I just want to bring that up real quick, just as kind of a sidebar, because the chupacabra wasn't brought up. I feel like it's unfair to the chupacabra. <laughs> And I wanted to give him Conspiracy what said it first. We made that connection. <laughs> but yeah, let's, so let's, so that is our information, but let's talk about some of the conclusions that you can come to here or some of the more logical it's explanations. Aliens. As a, I said logical explanation. It's aliens. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, can, we can go into it. So what are some of the logical aliens. explanations that we have? Okay, Jen, what are they? Since Allie's not being helpful. Drugs. Drugs and aliens. All right, neither, neither of you are being helpful. Drugs and aliens. <laughs> who, who wrote this top note in? Jen, was that you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. You want to talk about it a little bit? <laughs> okay, when I started my research, I was like, oh, shit, man. Charles Manson would have loved it here. <laughs> I, could have, I could picture Charles Manson popping his whole family down in Crestone and just being like, here we are. Yeah, it's just full of death and spirituality. Yeah, I mean, that was his whole jam. And drugs. And drugs. He which, loved his drugs. Which is one of the issues, especially in Crestone. Uh, Crestone is known to have a very large drug problem. So we're not, we're not just being mean. No. A lot of people have a drug problem in Crestone. So, I went to, um, so we stayed in Westcliff, Colorado, which is on the east side of the Sangre de Cristos. 
Mm-hmm. And I had to go into a, we went into town. I went into a market to buy some medicine. I had a really bad sore throat. So I bought Sepical, which is like, it, it has a numbing agent in it for yeah. sore throat. It's like a lozenge. So they had to check my ID when they ring it up. And the guy, the guy ringing me up was like, yeah, we definitely have you know, lots of people down here buying this stuff to make meth. Oh, cool. So they're super, you know, I was like, because when it rang out, it said, you know, check ID. And I was like, well, oh, right. Because, yeah, drugs. But, yeah, he said it's a big problem in Westcliff, too. And Yeah. I mean, what I read is that in in terms of, like, the drug problems, which, like we talked about, can also kind of account for disappearances, uh, depending on how many there actually are down there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I mean, one for sure, it's considered, like, a haven for those people. Because they can get away, they can focus on themselves. However, the problem is, is there's not really the resources down there. I mean, we're talking about a town of 140 people. Something right now. So like maybe 150 now. Right. There's. It's estimated that there's 5.6 people every square mile, (laughs) which to just show for the entire valley. Right. And Colorado (laughs) Springs, for instance, uh, has like 2,000 people per square mile, and Denver, I think, has 4,000. So just to give kind of a showing of how there's no one fucking there. Yeah. There's nobody there. So they don't have the resources, even though it's a solid place for people to go and focus on themselves. At the end of the day, there's not actually anything there to help them. So it kind of can explain. I've seen like in some of the things that we've watched too, a lot of the locals kind of just treat like, Oh, whenever it's not my problem, you know? So like they, Mm -hmm. they all know that Crestone and and places in that area have a drug problem, but they're like, ah, but like we're a tolerant people down here. Cool. So that's why everyone's (laughs) on drugs because no one's going to help each other. Yeah. Well, and people like to, what is that whole, like take drugs to expand their minds or whatever. Yeah, There's definitely all that kind of, like new age. So when they're, you know, doing their drum circles or their, or their, um, chants, I don't know what people do. Meditations, uh, yoga. Yeah. Retreats. Let's expand our minds and let's take an assload of mushrooms and just wander into the mountains. Yep. Or sit in a room and find the hat man because you took too many mushrooms. Like a lady that we found on our last episode. Um, (laughs) She was like, I opened my mind and I saw the hat man. Well, you should close it. Well, you were on That's blue terrifying. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, so that is another, I mean, it's another good point just for kind of why people might be seeing things depending on what they're on, depending on the state of their mind. Okay. You could see a lot of different things, a whole host of things. Uh, but there are other reasons why there might be so many sightings. Right. Um, so like we mentioned earlier, it's one of the darkest places in the country. Um, so you can see literally fucking everything. Um, it's one of those kinds of dark where you can see like the entire Milky Way around the planet. So I'm mm-hmm. sure you're going to see like multiple shooting stars. I mean, you can see the International Space Station fly by. We went to, we haven't stayed over in the sand dunes before, but we've been to the Great Basin National Park, which is also a dark sky park. Mm-hmm. And you can see the satellites flying by. It's so dark. So, like, that could be what people are seeing that looks strange. It's just flying perfectly in a straight line across the sky. And, like, a lot of things have mentioned, there may not necessarily be a government-slash-alien-slash-government-alien base in Mount Blanca, but there is, um, what's that one in Colorado Springs? Uh, NORAD. NORAD. NORAD Mm -hmm. is about three hours north of there, if that, two and a half yeah something like that which was a conspiracy in itself when it was first built uh they did not admit that it existed 
It was much, yeah. it was very much like an Area 51 thing. And now we know. And now we absolutely know because people found out because I mean, you built it right next to a city. And I think it's an air, kind of an air base, right? It I is really a, <laughs> it's a base that watches the skies. So it's like a... So it's aliens. Sky reconnaissance, I don't know. Along those lines, I, I did some, I ended up falling down a rabbit hole of gover- secret government bases. Yeah, that's a good rabbit hole to fall down. <laughs> There's a supposedly one called uh, Dolce Base, kind of at the New Mexico-Colorado border, and it's mm-hmm. it's underground. I felt, yeah, I, I was like, this could be a whole episode by itself. So I, I, th- I was looking because I thought I texted you guys the link, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a large number of people who believe that there's bases underground all all throughout that whole area. Yeah, anywhere that there's like a large stretch of desert or just dead land, people just kind of assume that's where the government is hiding out. To be fair, they often put bases there. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just look at the entirety of Nevada. And the can, west desert of Utah. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, basically most of the west and southwest is yeah. government bases that we previously didn't know but know about and now do and probably a whole bunch we don't know about and let's not forget that not only have there been government bases that are you know classified they also have tested things that are classified uh like my favorite conspiracy that's no longer an alien conspiracy but was for a long time uh is the b-52s yeah which are like they're like 160 yards longer or feet no 160 feet i think long something like that they're large uh they're huge but they they flew over multiple towns, and for years there were sightings. Uh, people were saying they caught them. There were a few pictures that came out of lights floating in the sky, and then we found out eventually that what that actually was was a B-52. It was just a government experiment. Yeah. So UFO, yes. Alien spaceship, not so much. Cool thing. Uh, my grandma actually helped build those way wow, back. That is uh, cool. Now the government's going to come beating down yeah, the door. She wasn't allowed to tell anybody anything about it. Um, she would joke with like my mom and my uncle, like they would ask her how her day was and she'd say things like, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> so fun thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's like kind of a reason why people think maybe that's why you're seeing so much in the sky there is, I mean, you never know what the government's doing and there's lots of air traffic probably in that area, at least military wise. Mm-hmm. Cam, we already talked about the mutilation being common. Yes. That happens a lot here. Um, I will say, so one of the things with the mutilations, uh, there is a legitimate theory. It's not just like one of those crazy things where like they have no answers for it. One of the theories is that people actually take the animals from their original spot. They then kill them somewhere else, uh, and then they'll drop the body back like a few hours later. And this happens over the course of a night. So that way you have no blood on the, on the scene. It, and it depends on what you're using the animal for, like if you're collecting the blood or whatever. But if you take out their organs and all these different types of things, you're going to get no blood where you find the body because you're going to dispose of it later. That way nobody sees you killing it because you can't kill an animal in an open field and have someone come up on you. But I mean, like, where is there not an open field in Crestone? slash the valley i mean if you take a van again we do have the ghost vans too there's things like that that's all i'm saying so you're gonna murder a cow in a van drain the blood in the van and then dump it back in a field well because they're ghost vans they wouldn't leave any tracks my favorite thing is they always say it's creepy they always say there were there are no tracks anywhere nearby but then i feel like how 
did they check for 100 miles? Well, and first of all, does that mean all the other animals standing around the dead one didn't move either? Because there's obviously tracks from those animals. So, and there's tracks from your own shoes. Well, you can guess that, but I mean... But, yeah, I mean, the track thing, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I mean, there is a good chance that what they're doing is they're taking the animal, they're killing it somewhere else. Or they're just even moving it a little bit away into some bushes or something like that and putting it up there. Well, the thing with cattle mutilation for me is I think it's really strange that something that seems so simple, like if you're somebody who's trained in like as like a butcher, you know, or even a surgeon or something, a veterinarian, you have the training to cut up an animal that precisely... And yet nobody seems to have ever really found an explanation for cattle mutilation. Like, nobody's been caught doing it. Nobody's fessed up to slicing up some cows. The answer is always cults. Well, that's always the assumed thing, because that kind of started with the (laughs) satanic panic. It did kind of start with the satanic panic. But, like, has any cult actually been like, yeah, actually, we just sliced the face off a horse for fun? Cults usually don't come out and do interviews. It's rare. (laughs) It's it's very rare. Rare. (laughs) Well, Charles Manson did. Okay. Charles Manson (laughs) is a special case. The Satanic Church did an entire documentary. They're not really a cult. They're an organization. They're like a non-profit organization. (laughs) (laughs) That one's also different. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. It's hard to say. I just, I wanted to bring that one up because it is a legitimate theory. Doesn't mean it's true. It's also the only other theory out there for how this happens. Because animals don't slice up other animals with knives. Yeah. No. So that's... Except you don't, for Wiley Coyote. He's often true. seen holding a knife and fork. So that's why people keep saying it's a coyote. <laughs> why did that take you so long, Karen? I had to think about that for a second. I... I thought at first you were saying that's why Wiley Coyote is called a coyote. And I was like, he's called that because he is one. And then my brain understood it. Listen. All right, Allie, what do you believe? Crest on the place. What are you asking? What do you believe in terms of everything going on? The- I mean, as a native Nevadan, uh, aliens are real. Nevada. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so what do you believe, though, with the Crest on case? I don't know. I mean, I think it's creepy. And now that Jen has brought up ghost fans, I mean, that's pretty creepy. I think the desert definitely has its ways of fucking with your mind and also places that have absolutely no light in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just standing out there in the middle of nowhere, like even where I'm from, it can get pretty creepy. And also, if you've ever heard a coyote crying at night, it just sounds like Mm -hmm. people screaming. So yeah, the desert is scary. Yeah. All right. Jen, what's your opinion? Oh, man, I want to believe so bad. (laughs) Like, so bad. I understand. People who believe in energy and the land and the earth, I think that's legit. I think there's definitely different spots um, for whatever reason that that the land just has more energy and feels feels different, creates a vortex, if you will, or whatever. But the, the thing with UFOs is it's always like, it's an orb and then it's it was a flashing light and i for me that's hard because it's like well okay a flashing light in the sky but some of the more (laughs) yeah i mean really it could be anything especially when people you know gather into a specific community or town or whatever that a lot of what they do is drug do drugs and 
hang out in, you know, groups of <laughs> what they call, you know, like religious groups or um, meditation groups or what have you. So I think a lot of the stories coming out of it can be misconstrued, but at the same time, I want to believe so bad. You could know the entire town in like seconds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> like I was just saying, I mean, you can know the entire town in seconds. You can know every story they have to tell in seconds. And on top of that, you could kind of come up with your own stories. I mean, it's easy for tales like this to kind of spread. Uh, and I think oftentimes that's why you get like in the documentary that you sent us, Jen, there was the, uh, there was like like it was the it was the couple that were like we've seen bigfoot we've seen aliens we've seen spider-man like they've seen everybody (laughs) and it's i feel like it just kind of like slowly starts to morph into that where it's almost like an accidental one-upping yeah and it's like i well you saw that well i saw bigfoot with nunchucks on a snowboard and then someone's gotta beat that and i i think that that's what people kind of do i I, i'm not going to discount every single sighting i won't do that i refuse to do that with everything because Mm -hmm. it's hard to discount every single sighting you might have seen something weird could have been a government like experimental plane like we said that's that kind of stuff's happened before uh it could have been it could have been an alien um i do agree that the mysticism is something and like the the energy flow is something that's kind of harder to argue i think energy is something that's not fully understood completely either. Um, So I've always thought those are kind of interesting. I'm a little biased towards those because I always think they're kind of interesting too. And like, I love, I love personally just the narrative idea of like the two guardians at the sides of Mm -hmm. a vortex. I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but I like it. I just think it's creepy thinking about Twin Peaks. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of fun to think about it in that but way, too. Such as preconceived notions. Yeah, well, and also Twin Peaks would have been around first, which makes me kind of wonder a little bit. But <laughs> Thanks, David Lynch. Uh, but, yeah, so I think there's definitely some... I think there are some sightings that are probably real in terms of they have no idea what they saw, and they saw something weird. UFO is a fickle term for alien spaceships yeah Yeah. literally literally everything can be an unidentified flying object and one of my favorite things like the thing that cam and i were just watching uh this guy (laughs) took a picture of like his cows in a field or something and he's like and then i caught something in the background he's like there's a ufo there and it's so clearly a bird it's not even funny. <laughs> it's it's just not anything else. <laughs> He's like, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. And I'm sure he just was like trying to focus his camera and like looking at mm-hmm. the sky. And then when he took the picture, the bird happened to fly right into the frame. And that's He's like, whoa. That's also a good point. Uh, one of the big things with a lot of times where people look at pictures later and they see that they captured something. Uh, oftentimes the reason why you don't see that thing there when you're taking the photo is because in reality, it's something completely normal. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's not Superman. It's like something entirely normal. And that's why you don't notice it until later when you're looking at the photo and you're like, I didn't Mm -hmm. see that because it just, it, it's not something you're going to pay attention to. You see birds every day. You see odd lights, like odd light penetrating clouds every day. Like we saw another one. Uh, that's actually on the UFO Watchtower website that says this is absolutely something he took a picture of. It's not. It's absolutely a lens flare. We can put up that photo because I'm confident 100% that that one's a lens flare. Yeah, I think I'm just going to link the website. You should just link the website. website. Uh, I I will say the one thing I do have to say, though, talking about the ghost fans, uh, and this is probably my final thought, is that they are too expensive. $84.95 for a pair of shoes on Amazon is ridiculous. (laughs) 
true story. Uh, I would never put those on my feet and yeah, no, ridiculous, ridiculous for old school alien ghost black. Not needed. Dig it. Not needed. Uh, that's my final thought, though. <laughs> yeah, friends, Google ghost bands and you'll find some sick shoes. Yeah. yeah, if you can figure out more about ghost bands or you happen to know more about what Jen was talking about, please tell us because I yeah, want to know more. I seriously want to do figure out the right search term to find more info on that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to fall down that route probably after this episode now yeah um but anyway jen anything else you would like to say no i mean thanks for having me on even though we had major yeah. sound issues but <laughs> <laughs> we, we did it thanks for being here it was but fun this it was, was fun and it has i will probably continue my research because i found so many segues into other <laughs> interesting conspiracies. It feels like we've been talking for like 10 minutes. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. it's been I like know. two hours since we started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those, it's definitely one of those conspiracies where the rabbit hole is deep. I mean, the whole damn valley. There's some yeah. It's an area the size of Connecticut. Yeah. Full. I'm going to go down into the underground caverns of the internet to find more info Cool. Tell us where to find you so we can get you out when you get lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for people. listening. Yeah. This has been an episode about a lot of weird shit. <laughs> that I would like to return to at some point. We should go to Creststone. We should yeah. take some video. I want to go. Take you some two pictures. nerds have been there and I want to see this shit. Also, I heard the Creststone Brewery has a beer that is a beer mead hybrid. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I want to get pictures drink of it. ghosts and aliens. Uh, <laughs> well, that too. And maybe see what kind of ghost fans are out there. Like, what shoes are you wearing? I'll just yell that at people and see what are they're those wearing. Those ghost fans? <laughs> <laughs> also, I read in some random article that there's a lot of um, llamas and yaks oh, that yeah. people raise in Crestone and they end up on the menu at the Crestone Brewery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I read that too. That, that was like a fun oh, little no. fact that was <laughs> randomly in there. Oh, so let's go have some yak burgers and not against it. Well, this this has been conspiracy. What I am one of those cameras. I'm Allie. That was Jen. And that was Jen. I'm Jen, who's not a host, but I'm just here to fill She's in. She's here to join the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. All the social medias. Tell us what you think. Give us five stars or zero stars or something in between. I don't really care. At least something in between. I mean, if you're going for the zero, I mean, if you at least really tell hate us why. It, tell me why. I would like to know why. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, bye. Anyway, stay stitious and thanks for listening. And let us know if you've seen anything weird. <laughs>